coming up on Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen. I can look in somebody's face and just say, okay, there's something about them and I want to figure it out or, you know, I want to get to know them more. I want to know what's triggering their thinking because it's like you can see in somebody's eyes how they think and how they feel. And so it's like, you know, okay, something's going on. I want to know what it is. The Strengths Finders has helped me so much to understand that about her and not to judge it the way I once did as being nosy or as being wrong. Um, but to understand it's a strength. And she brings that strength into our marriage. Welcome to Marriage Today. I'm Jimmy Evans. I want to welcome you to a very special program because we're talking about our differences and making our differences dynamic rather than being dangerous. In many marriages, you know, we're different by God's design. It's You're just not going to marry a person just like you. If you marry a normal man, a normal woman, they're just different. You want to be compatible, and that means that you share the same values and character and beliefs in God and things like that. So compatibility is important. But even when you're compatible, you're still very different. And early in our marriage, Karen and I, we just simply did not understand that we were different by God's design. I thought Karen was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen and the weirdest woman I'd ever seen. And I told her that. I rejected her. I shamed her. She rejected me. And we fought like cats and dogs because we simply didn't understand. We both had strengths that we brought, brought into the relationship and that they were different. Karen's number one strength in marriage is my number 34. We're talking about a strengths-based marriage. There are 34 strengths possible. We don't have 34 strengths, but there's 34 possible. And what that means is you marry someone very different than you. God wired you that way to marry someone different than you. And it means they have different strengths. And when you bring your strengths together, it makes a strong marriage. But when you reject each other and judge each other the way that we did early in our marriage, it makes a very dangerous scenario. So we want to talk to you in this program today about how you can understand your strengths, how you can share your strengths in marriage and respect those and have the marriage of your dreams. Today, I want to share with you an incredible revelation that I wish we had years ago. Karen and I recently completed our Clifton Strength Finder assessment with strength coach Alan Kelsey, and here's what we discovered. I think that your number one empathy as the top strength and the way that you look at life is, it's envious for me because for me it's super low and so I don't understand it. I don't <laughs> understand how you see the world this way. But what it typically means is that you intuitively understand the emotions of other people. Do you, do you feel that way? Oh yes. In fact, um, Jimmy likes to say that I'm kind of nosy because I, I, I can see things and talk about people and look at something and he's like, Karen, just none of your business. Just be quiet. <laughs> that, it made me nervous for so many years because that's wow. what, what I thought is just stay out of their business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she does know. So you're picking up on things that we can't even see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I can look in somebody's face and just say, okay, there's something about them and I want to figure it out or, you know, I want to get to know them more. I want to know what's triggering their thinking because it's like you can see in somebody's eyes how they think and how they feel. 
And so it's like, you know, okay, something's going on. I want to know what it is. Yeah. It's a detective mind. <laughs> so she said something interesting. She said, you can see in somebody's eyes. Can you see in somebody's eyes? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I can't see it either. So see how easy it is to kind of um, overlook this natural ability that yeah. you have? It's but, so but easy I do. to do. It, the, the strengths finders has helped me so much to understand that about her and not to judge it the mm -hmm. way I once did mm. as being nosy mm -hmm. or as being wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, but to understand it's a strength. Yeah. And she brings that strength into our marriage. So your number two is developer. And so what this means, just in a short abbreviated version, I don't want to try to put you in a box, I'm just trying to get you mm -hmm. started here, is that you see the incremental improvements in people or in things as they're getting better. And it has this draw, like it draws you in where you want to be involved mm -hmm. in helping develop people and get them moving. Have you seen that as a part of your life in the way you've lived it in the past? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can think of, you know, if I today, I think about the grandkids, you know, and I see oh, yeah. the, the kids, you know, as they're growing and, and I'm interacting with them and I'm like, you know, I can see the potential of, of where they were before and where they are now. And it's just like, I want to get in there and I want to help. But then I have to be careful because I'm the mother-in-law too. <laughs> and oh, I can't be too right. pushy and I can't, you know, exert my, you know, opinion or what I think sometimes. So there's a balance, you know, of what you can see in somebody else, but respecting other people, uh, you know, as you make, make that progress. Karen's yeah. a great discipler. She, through the years, I don't know how many people Karen has discipled, and she'll take a person under her wing and uh, someone that really needs a lot of help, someone yeah. a lot of times who's pretty rough, many times are new believers, and sometimes they're not even believers. And Karen will just very patiently pull them along one step at a time. Mm. It really, she's very, very gifted at that. So your number three strength is restorative. And the essence behind restorative is that you see a former glory in an object or in a person, and your desire is to get them back to this beautiful state. Mm -hmm. uh, can you think of an example where that was really real for you in, in your past? <laughs> Probably what was real for me is I used to be like that. You know, oh. I can remember how yucky I was in the past. I didn't mm. like the way I looked, how I felt. I remember just that pain of not liking yourself, you know, yeah. that self-hate. And, you know, and seeing now what God's done, it's like I want to help somebody else see what God can do. You know, that you don't have to live like that. You can be something else. You know, you can be what God wants you to be. Certainly, certainly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's followed up by responsibility. And mm -hmm. people with responsibility are just utterly dependable, salt-of-the-earth kinds of folks. If we ask you to do something, you are going to follow through with it just about no matter what. And it makes our lives so much more restful because we know you're going to get that thing done. Tell me about a time when that's been true for you. Or maybe you should answer that for her, Jimmy. Well, that, that's true, Karen. She's just ultra-responsible. You mm -hmm. know, the, the day before, she's getting ready for the next day and everything that she's responsible uh, wow. for. And it, it, it's great. I mean, she's just, you know, steady Eddie, and she's very, very, uh, if Karen's going to take care of it, she's going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. So the final strength then is harmony. And harmony is interesting because typically it presents itself as saying, I just like everybody to get along. I want, mm -hmm. I want there to be cohesion. I want mm -hmm. people to be happy together. And you will do what's necessary to accommodate that so that the environment looks and feels that way. Mm -hmm. Is that just with people or will you, do, will you change things in your home for there to be harmony? 
Yeah, I mean, I can, if I'm, I'm more of the person that stands off to the side and is busy doing things while everybody else is socializing, you know, like the family's around. Mm. And as I'm watching things happening, I was, you know, I'm like off to the side, but at the same time, I'll interject. And, I, you know, I'll hear a conversation going on and Jimmy will be saying something. I'm thinking, I need to interject so that it keeps peace. Ah. You know, so it's like I can, and I know sometimes he gets frustrated with that because I think he thinks I'm undermining what he's thinking or saying. But at the same time, I'm looking at the whole group and I'm watching the, the countenances of everybody or the responses of everybody. And so I'm yeah. thinking, I need to say something so so-and-so doesn't feel like, you know, they're not a part or, mm. so, yeah, I can kind of do that. How do you interpret that when she's doing that, Jimmy? Um, it helps to understand it. But, <laughs> because, well, it does because a lot, that's the way I did interpret mm-hmm. it for a long time is why can't she just let me say something and leave it alone? Ah. You know, why does she always have to interject? Okay. But she is trying to bring harmony, and she's really good at that. And I'm not as sensitive, so I can be saying some things that are, that could be interpreted as insensitive Mm. or exclusive to a person standing over here. And Karen picks up on that. And it goes back to the issue of we're a good team. Yeah. And so knowing that she has that strength, and that's why she's saying that, it helps me a lot. Well, so if I look at all of your strengths and kind of bundle them together, it looks like the leading strongest parts of who you are have this orientation toward people and mm-hmm. interacting with people. And so you're a little bit less interested in stuff or things and much more interested in people and how they relate and the emotions attached to them. Mm-hmm. That's where your superpowers rest. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> This list of strengths that we have, there's 34 of them on there. And they range from the ones that are strongest in the upper register to the ones that have the least influence or power in your life toward the bottom of the of the list. And what's so fascinating about the pair of you is, honestly, if you guys had come to me for some marriage counseling before you got married, I would have had to take a long pause before (laughs) I would say, I think it's a good idea that you get married. Because really, you're about as opposite as you could get. I mean, really, what's interesting to you or what you find motivating as an individual? Jimmy, I mean, Karen's, at, that's, that's the least interesting thing to you, Karen. <laughs> so how does, that, how does that work in your marriage? I mean, if you, you're finding something attractive in him, but, it's, but what's, what he's great at is really not interesting to you at all. Well, I think it goes back to your, our hearts. You know, that <clears throat> even though we were so opposite, I could see into his heart. And I could see past mm. the achiever. Yeah. And I could see that there really was somebody in there I could connect with. And because I do have that empathy thing, I figured out a way to get to him apart from his achieving abilities. I see. And so I, we developed that um, really close relationship as friends. Yeah. And um, yes, of course, you know, as time went on, the first five years, those two dynamics were volatile. I mean, you know, we had huge fights all the time because... You know, he would accuse me of being mothering and, you know, trying to baby him. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to be your friend. And <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to sympathize with what's going on. And he would always see that as, don't tell me what to do, you know, or, you know, and so there's just this, this, this dynamic of his strength of character. But at the same time, because I was so shy, mm. I don't, I think if I had been a confident woman at the time, it would have been worse. Mm. But because I was so shy, it was easy for me to back down uh, and, yeah. you know, kind of go back inward and kind of let him do his thing and be dominant. So as an achiever, you love to get things done. When you're interacting with her, she's displaying this this unintentional dis- perspective that says, I'm kind of not interested in getting a lot of stuff done. Did When you saw that, did that rub you wrong? Or how did you deal with that difference? 
Well, early in our marriage, I shamed it. I mean, I rejected it, oh, and I wow. would just shame her. And it was like, you're, you're just kind of like a deadbeat. You know, you, mm-hmm. you just want to feel and talk, and, you know, and I want to change the world and get all yeah. this stuff done. And, but I'm, I'm thankful for it because she keeps me normal. Mm-hmm. Because without her, I would do too much. I would not be domestically centered. I wouldn't have been, my heart would not have been turned toward my children. Yeah. You know, I would have been one of those guys that just went out and built a big company and made money and brought it home to a miserable family. Mm. But Karen Karen tethered me mm. uh, emotionally to the home. And when we first got married, I mean, we both rejected each other. We both thought the, the other person was damaged. But today we see, and this is what I love about the <coughs> book that we wrote, Alan, yeah. and about helping people understand their strengths. It's a strength. Yes. Her, her uh, empathy and her developer and all these other things. These are strengths that she brings to our home. Hello, I am Alan Kelsey, Strengths Coach and co-author of the book, Strengths-Based Marriage. Now, earlier in the program, Jimmy and Karen shared that their strengths are not only different, they are nearly exact opposites of one another. It's no wonder their marriage was such a struggle in the early years. Just like Jimmy and Karen, it's important to realize that your spouse literally sees the world through a different set of strengths than you do. Now, this influences their actions in every area of their lives. Your differences don't have to divide you. Your differences can actually bring you closer together. Now, we're going to hear from some other couples who've experienced their own dynamic differences and how they've learned to overcome. Here are your strengths. Sean, there's yours on the left side. Lynette, yours on the right there. And although there's some similarity in colors, there's quite a bit of difference in the way that you guys see life. So, Sean, you've got learner, belief, focus, individualization, futuristic. Lynette, you've got belief also, but you lead with restorative. Context, ideation, connectedness, they're fairly different. When I think about your interest in context, Right? Just your ability to look back, your, the value that you place on knowing how we got to this place. But you're married to a guy who has futuristic, right? Mm-hmm. Whose windshield is so much bigger than his rearview mirror, it's almost like he doesn't care to look in the rearview mirror. All of the problems can be solved out in tomorrow. All of the solutions are waiting for us in the future. And so that, to me, feels like it might create a place for misunderstanding at the very least. So would you share a little bit about what that dynamic looks like either at home or at work for the two of you guys? We're, we're always <laughs> explaining our motives. <laughs> okay. Or we're always having to explain ourselves. Yeah. Um, assumptions are really, really bad with mm. us because we are so different yeah. um, that if you don't get a clear understanding as to where I was coming from, you can really take my motives and just really take them the wrong way. So we're really always having to explain, you know, the perspective or what I was thinking when I was Mm. saying this. Mm. Does that work, the explaining? It does. It's a necessity. I want to make sure that home base is taken care of really well and that we're going to have a great future. Mm. So I'm always thinking forward. And for her, she's kind of making sure that we've reconciled the past. So it's a really good thing. But for me, sometimes it may feel like it's dragging me backwards. It's slowing us down Uh. from getting to a specific destination, uh, whereas not everything is great in the past. So (laughs) (laughs) So let's leave it there. So so, so let's just leave it and move on. Right, right. Right. And so um, 
I think it's a great balance when we are on the same page. Yeah. Because she gets to say, hey, remember this time, or don't forget in our yeah. processing and going forward at, you know, super speed, we, we can do it in a way that we don't leave um, our family behind or mm -hmm. make mistakes that'll cost us in the long run. Yeah. I want to introduce you to two of my great friends, Tara and Rob. Tara and Rob, thanks so much for joining us today. I wanted to get straight into your strengths, and why don't we take a look at them? They're right up here on the board. Uh, Tara, you have, wow, look at that. 80% of your strengths are relationship-building strengths. Wow, you have a, such great power in that area. So you go developer, empathy, positivity, relater, and then maximizer at the end there. That's fantastic. Uh, Rob, you've got 60% of your strength is in this kind of accomplishing, executing category. And so you start out with responsibility. You have activator, belief, relater, and achiever. Seems like relater is the only one that you share, and both of you have it at number four. So knowing that he's wired that way, does, does, do you interpret that the way he feels about it? Do you see that as restlessness? How do you interpret his need to move and, and do? And, and I would say that that probably is one of the, not, yeah, an issue at times <laughs> in our relationship. Sure. Because I, because I feel like he, because he's so task-oriented and I need to achieve, that a lot of times, like even when we're spending time together, and I'm very relational, so mm. like quality time is something that I really desire and yeah. need. And it almost feels like he's like, okay, this is part of the checklist. Let's get this quality time over with so it can be achieved. <laughs> yes. You know, that's how it feels. And I know, I know he can say that that's not his heart, but that's how I perceive it sometimes mm. because you know, because he is wired that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the language that, uh, in this regard, that I have found helpful is that for a person built like Rob is, uh, an achiever, someone who, who finds a sense of completion over something being done. Yes. Uh, if there was a way for you to be able to say, I will be good when we get to this point, uh -huh. then he'll know when we get there and he'll be able to check his box and you'll feel like, okay, I got my box checked also. Although right. you're not as interested in the box checking thing as he is. Right. He literally asks me that all the time. Are we connecting right now? Mm. Yes. Did we connect? Did I do a good job connecting? Do yes. you feel like we've connected? Because I need that, hey, you mm. achieved that. Yeah. Does that take some of the, the oh. specialness of the yes. moment out of it yes. for you? Definitely. Why? Because it, it's like, how do you not understand and know that we just mm. connected and you literally have to ask me if we connected? Yeah. Don't you feel connected? Mm. No. No. He has to be told. That's right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this program today and the purpose of this program and this series of programs that we're doing on strengths-based marriage is to help you to understand that you can have the marriage of your dreams, but you need to understand each other. What I love about the Clifton Strength Finder, the 34 strengths that Alan has been talking about in the interview today, you know, you see how Karen and I have such different strengths but we make a great team. Early in marriage, we didn't understand that. We fought like cats and dogs. 
We rejected each other. We shamed each other. And for us, marriage was not a healing journey the way that God intended. It was a very damaging journey. We, we were damaging each other because we rejected each other. Today, we're very, very different people, but it's so wonderful when something happens, when Karen does something or I do something, rather than seeing that as a weakness and judging it and rejecting it, I look at Karen doing something and I realize that's her strength. She's very different than me. And thank God in the areas that I'm weak, she's strong. And yeah, we share some things in common. That That's a good thing. But there are many areas of our lives that are very different. And, and we now understand that. And we can live in a happy, strong marriage. And that's what we want for you. That's why Alan and I wrote the book, Strengths-Based Marriage. That's why we're doing this series of programs, is to help you to come to an understanding, a better understanding that God made marriage in such a way that he brings two beautiful, wonderful, unique people together in a marriage where we share our strengths together and that we make each other stronger because of the complementary nature of our lives being shared together. And I hope that this has been a blessing to you. And I hope in just a minute, we're gonna remind you about the resource offer today. I hope that you'll make yourself available to some of the resources because they really will bless you. And so thank you for being a part of the program today. If you're not a partner with us here at Marriage Day, please consider becoming a partner. We have different levels of partnership. But when you become a partner with Marriage Today, you're helping us go across America, around the world, helping people thrive in marriage, keeping little children together with their parents, and helping a new generation to understand marriage and not to be victims, but to be victors in the area of their marriages. Thank you for joining us today. Here's how you can become a partner with us.